0: Passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Hello there. Another rest day today with a round of 16 starting tomorrow. We'll be analyzing which teams have favourable draws and which ones might find the road to the final a bit tougher. Also, we talk about the teams that were knocked out at the group stage, with Sierra Leone among those deserving an honourable mention. And we go to Morocco and hear what the expectations are for the Atlas Lions
1: the fans here in Morocco uh, they they don't believe in the team to win the Africa Cup of Nations they are not really
0: optimistic that's coming up later so the round of 16 at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations gets underway tomorrow, Burkina Faso playing Gabon, Nigeria facing Tunisia in a tricky looking game then on Monday Guinea play the Gambia, Cameroon face Comoros, on Tuesday it's Senegal against Cape Verde and Morocco against Malawi and on Wednesday Ivory Coast against Egypt and Mali will face Equatorial Guinea. Uh, So the Ivory Coast-Egypt match is certainly the game of the round and Nigeria got a tougher round of 16 contests than they probably would have expected and some other potential big matchups are from the quarter-finals onwards. I'm joined by African football expert Ida Warenga in Nairobi in Kenya and looking into the draw for the knockout stage, uh, Ida, which teams would you say have come out well? which might have the toughest road to the final.
2: Well, Steve, as the group stage showed us, you know, you can't really count anyone out in this Afghan. But with that said, I mean, definitely, look, there are those that one would say do look a bit easier than others, at least on paper. I really want to emphasize that. <laughs> uh, but look, right off the bat, I am going to say that I do think Cape Verde can actually cause a shocker. Uh, against Senegal, so we'll wait to see if I will be eating humble pie soon enough. But uh, I do think the hosts got somewhat of an easy tie against uh, Newbies Comoros. Now, the Islanders, Steve, must be a bit intimidated, and especially considering Cameroon's recent form. However, you know what they say about when one has nothing to lose. I mean, Comoros literally have nothing to prove and can play on this freedom. It does look like an easy call. Might as well be. I mean, kudos to Comoros. They've already gotten so far. They will be proud of themselves. Uh But as we say in East Africa, a game is 90, meaning it's not over until it's over. You can't really count anyone out. But as you've mentioned there, you know, Ivory Coast versus Egypt. I mean, wow. Already... It's all the buzz, you know, and perhaps, you know, quite fitting that it will be on the last day of the round of 16 action. You know, just keep the fans waiting a bit more with uh, anticipation. But you're right uh, as well on the Nigeria versus uh, Tunisia. That's another hard one there. And it has to be said that Tunisia's form has been wanting you know, and despite them claiming the, what was the biggest win margin of the group stage, remember that uh, 4-0 win? It also did come against, you know, what would be termed as a lowly team, Mauritania. And if we base it on uh, that loss to Gambia alone, then Nigeria can really run a number, Steve, on the Carthage Eagles. However, You know, this is also where Nigeria really need to prove themselves and show consistency, you know, which, as we've seen in the past, can sometimes elude them, you know. But so far, 10 out of 10 job in the group stage. But now, their fans, consequently, naturally are expecting more, you know, so let's see how that's going to go. Well, uh looking at Morocco, well, they've kept quite a low profile, Steve. I don't know if many have actually noticed, but they've not been particularly loud, you know, but they've still been going out, going about their business, sorry. Seven points in the group stage. And I mean, you know, nothing outstanding, really, but getting in results nonetheless. Uh, they will be facing a uh, Malawi side that's in their first round of 16 ever. It does look easy for the North Africans. Whether it will be, though, is another thing altogether, considering some of the surprises we've seen at this Nation's Cup. Uh, and Steve, just very quickly, trying to look ahead to the quarterfinals. Now, the one that would really stand out for me would be if uh, Ivory Coast And Morocco win their ties in the round of 16, then face off in the last eight. I mean, what a tie that would be, you know, and pretty much the same sentiment if it is Egypt instead of Ivory Coast that ends up going through. Because Egypt end up facing Morocco a North African Derby, if you will, quite something as well.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly that to bottom half of the draw looks to be tougher. Uh, thanks, Ida. And uh, eight teams were eliminated at the group stage. Uh, which of those do you think deserve uh, a special mention?
2: Steve, you know, it depends on what exactly the special mention is for, you know, because Algeria and Ghana get a mention for shocking the tournament, really, though, you know, such moments also do add to the overall entertainment factor of a tournament, for sure. Uh, but going back to what you're asking, well, I do think that Sierra Leone go back home with their heads held high. They pulled off some really decent results. And it's interesting, you know, that they did so against the big boys, you know, if you will, you know, drawing against the Algerias, the Ivory Coasts of the tournament. And weirdly enough, ended up losing to Equatorial Guinea, you know, by numbers alone, some teams performed worse than Sierra Leone. But ended up making it to the next round, you know, and therein, Steve, lies the cruelty of football. I will uh, mention Zimbabwe as well, uh, getting a victory in the group stage, although at the end there, they'd already been eliminated. And it was all for pride for them, I guess, at that point, getting a first Afghan win since 2006, though I am sure that they'd have liked it to come sooner.
0: Yes, certainly would have. Well, this is Cameroon Roars brought to you by Passion for Sport. show comes to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations online, on radio and on our app. And to download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. At our website is TV. In the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at dealing with the consequences of our mistakes how Cameroon's goalkeeper Andre Onana took a banned substance by mistake last year and ended up with a ban, and how footballers and all of us make mistakes and how we can deal with them in faith. That's on our website, planetsport.tv, and you click on the blog section on the top at the right. Now on social media we asked her, what do you think about Algeria's exit as the defending champions bowed out in sensational fashion, losing 3-1 to Ivory Coast in their final group game and along the way their 35-match unbeaten run was ended by Equatorial Guinea. We asked what went wrong for the Desert Foxes and how could such a good team go out so early? We heard from Collins Armandi in Kenya. Uh, Collins says they're preparing for the World Cup. That's why they perform poorly at the AFCON, because they value the World Cup more than the Nations Cup. Ismahane Jali says uh, the best teams can even be unlucky, and the World Cup is the goal now for Algeria. In Algeria, we heard from Hamid Ben Ammar, who said, Viva Algeria, still believing in the team. And in the Gambia, Suleiman Sonko said, maybe teams understand their tactical approach and their main strengths in the game, and perhaps others knew too much about them. Suleiman adds, congratulations to my beloved Gambia, making it through to the round of 16. And another excited Gambia fan, Sideko Suno, sent us this voice note.
1: What a bright moment for the Scorpions of the Gambia. Continue to make good use of its venom in Cameroon. Good luck, boys.
0: Well, it must be amazing there in the Gambia right now with the Scorpions through to the round of 16 and uh, doing the nation so proud. Now we're going to focus on Morocco. The Atlas Lions are through to the round of 16 and facing Malawi after finishing top of their group with uh, two wins and a draw. And Morocco have only once been the African champions. That was way back in 1976. They're coached by Vahid Halilhodzic, who's from Bosnia, one of the best paid coaches in the whole of Africa. And they got some of the best players in the continent as well in their squad well i spoke to our reporter in morocco jalal in casablanca and asked him what the expectations are among the fans and the players
1: To be honest with you, we are, yes, at the top of the group and uh, qualifying to the next uh, round, round 16 with flying colors. But uh, the fans here in Morocco, uh, they they don't believe in the team to win the Africa Cup of Nations. They are not really optimistic. When it comes to the, 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 the next round, I mean the round of 16 and, 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 and the next games, you know, the speech of criticism here in Morocco is more than that speech of celebration and and joy and there are so many reasons why fans are not really satisfied with the performance of the national team uh, despite the the seven points and and being a top of the group uh, one of reason is the last experience in 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 Egypt in 2019 in the Africa Cup of Nations in Egypt we were Top of our group with nine points. Can you imagine? And we came to the second round and we, we lost to a Benin, the, the team that came third uh, at their group. So the fans are really not ready for any surprise like that. Another reason we win, but we are not really performing uh, well in, in the competition and uh, the fans don't really see that Coach is doing a great, great job. He he changes a lot, and we hope the main maybe goal is to reach the the semifinals. And another reason also is that uh, we don't have really like a key player like Hakim Ziyech, Chelsea's Hakim Ziyech, who who was not called up to join the national team. So we kept asking this coach, why is he doing this? Why is he not calling key players?
0: Interesting, yes, that was a controversial call from the coach, Fahid Halihazic, to leave out to Interesting, too, that uh, he's free to do so as well, with no pressure. Uh, now, we heard, uh, Jalal, that uh, Morocco, one of the best-prepared teams ahead of the tournament, uh, we heard they even travelled with their own food, their own chefs, even their own bedding, it seemed as though everything had been taken care of. That's true. The conditions provided
1: by the Moroccan Football Federations are like... Uh, A dream for all managers. The Moroccan Football Federation and the uh, President Fawzi Lakja has provided, and e- even the government, ha- they have provided all the conditions for the national team to uh, to go to Cameroon uh, and participate and bring good results to Moroccan Moroccan fans who are waiting for another title since 1976. So let me tell you that the national team here in Casablanca and Rabat, before traveling to Cameroon, they came here. They were provided all, all the needed uh, uh, equipments, all the needed conditions uh, to travel peacefully and, and, uh, and at ease there to Cameroon. And some players who were in Europe, they came to Cameroon through private planes. I mean, the federation has provided private planes for different players. Uh, let me tell you, eight to nine players came to Cameroon, Atlas Lions came to Cameroon in private planes. And uh, the conditions during the last three years in Morocco were amazing. Uh, big, 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 big uh, uh, training training center, uh, Mohammed VI. A so football training center in Rabat, uh, as the FIFA president said, one of the best in all over the world. It was just for the Moroccan national team, so so that when they come to Morocco, they find all the conditions. And our team, they played majority of matches in Morocco, so they did not travel. It's like were in a five-star uh, uh, conditions to to be prepared for the tournament. That's why they scored 20 goals in six matches during. During the, the, the world qualifiers here in Cameroon, they are, they have everything. They brought their food, they brought all what they, with them so that they can, they can be ready and perform well in, in Cameroon. And that's to be honest with you, it's a political, uh, maybe support given by the Moroccan, Moroccan government and also by King Mohammed VI, who is always behind, behind this team, and let me tell you that even uh, the technical choices of, of Haliluzic, uh, the, there was there was no interference. You know, when Halil, Haliluzic he is he is working uh, under very very good conditions. I mean, the federation does not interfere in his job. Uh, for example, not calling Hakim Zayek. The federation they were neutral. They told they told the, te- the they told the coach do what you want. Uh, we are not going to interfere. What we want is the contract between us and you, which is reaching the semifinals of the Cameroon's uh, tournament.
0: Well, great insights there into how well-resourced football is in Morocco and how well-organised many other countries would be envious of that. I was speaking there to Jalal Bonwar in Casablanca in Morocco. From Eastie Vickers and from Ida Waringa, the show is back tomorrow and Cameroon Roars is a Passion for Sport production.